April 3rd, 2017. It's a lot from Pedro's show. Thank you. 
for Pedro show uh, <laughs> very strange show April 3 but we actually did last two hours a couple days ago <laughs> time traveling time traveling there's our guest good people that's it's Kelly Hogan from the flat five and um, in fact we started with John Coltrane doing focus on sanity which is something I have to apply to myself Constantly. And then uh, Florida from the Flat Five off their album. Uh, Kelly Ogan, your earliest musical memory, please. I do believe it was my mom singing to me in my in my crib or my, my little bed, my little person bed. She would sing that song about when cotton balls get rotten. You can't pick very much cotton. The Cotton Fields Back Home, and uh, CCR did that one. And then uh, also she would she liked to play Tom Jones and Van Morrison records while she cleaned the house. So, so that's she what you remember. Where was this? This was in Decatur, Georgia, right outside Atlanta, where I'm from. Okay. In our apartment. So you were like little. You were baby. I was Yeah, I was a squirt. My okay. mom said even before I could really talk in a sentence, I, I remembered whole songs off the radio, so... But you also heard her singing. Yeah, yeah. The first, my first memory is her singing to me, like, you know, putting me to bed and stuff. And why I bring that up is because you, uh, your preferred instrument was singing. Yep, she she ruined me. She she messed me up good, so. Right, and, and that's all you had in the house was really singers. You didn't have uh, people played instruments. No, nobody played an instrument. We just played records. But you ended up getting an instrument for the pad. For the pad? For, what do you mean? Well, you started trading, uh, babysitting for... Oh, yeah, that was later on. I traded some babysitting for uh, this woman who was teaching me some, just some rudimentary, gave, gave me some piano lessons. But you had one in the pad. We did at that time. That was later on, like when I was in sixth grade or seventh grade. And we nobody had really played it. Um, no, nobody really played it. We just kind of, my mom got it from somebody and we put it in the kitchen and it was this honking giant upright kind of, some of the keys didn't work, but, but nobody played it. And my dad was a cop and he would work night shift and sleep during the day. So I wasn't allowed to play it after school. And then my stepmom would come home and she didn't want me to play it while she was watching TV. So it was a little difficult to get my reps in. But, <laughs> so. but you ended up playing on it, right? I did, yeah. Mostly, I got a few piano lessons, and then I just we'd pick out songs by ear, you know, like oh, "Lean on wow. Me" and just some stuff that was on the radio. And what about at school? At school, I start. I got in chorus. I was super shy, but I got in chorus in eighth grade, I guess. And after after that, it just took off like crazy. I had a really good instructor miss killian who i'm still friends with today and she gave me a solo in the first concert and after that 
I sang. I, I haven't shut up since then. I've been singing since then, all the time, in school, and then later. Yeah. Okay, so when do you uh, do your first uh, stuff without school, like with friends? Well, I started hanging out with in downtown Atlanta with what what at the time I thought they were a bunch of old geezers, but they were like thirty one, <laughs> and they were they had a little jazz band on the side, and I was re- really getting into Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughn records at home, and so I I sat in with them. I started sitting in with them, kind of on the sly because it was in clubs and I was only seventeen. So about like the fall of my senior year in high school, and I've been singing in clubs ever since then. So. Oh, so you're you're, you're talking about Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday. I should have asked you what was the first record you bought for yourself? For myself? Oh, it, well, it was an eight track, <laughs> and it was it Hard was Donny o- it was Donny Osmond. <laughs> Not Osmond had, Brothers, but Donny Osmond. Yeah, Donny Osmond. So, but I like the Osmond Brothers. I got I got those eight tracks as birthday presents and I used some birthday money. I was probably in first grade. My first concert I ever saw was the Osmond brothers at Atlanta stadium in 71 or 72, I guess it was June of 72. I always like harmony, man. Those Osmond brothers, they can whip it out. Yeah. And (laughs) and dancing. Yeah. They do that crazy dancing. Crazy horses is a jam, man. Crazy horses is awesome. Oh, that's more rock and roll one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was just always jealous of people that came from musical families. You know, I always wished that I had people to sit around and harmonize with. But you end up moving closer to Gary, where the Jackson Five were from. I uh, yeah, well, I live in Chicago, so yeah, super close to Gary and Chicago. Every, everybody's from here, man. It's crazy. So much good music. Could you tell when you were little there was some kind of similarity between Osmonds? And Jackson Five. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was you know and 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 you know you get to realize how kind of manufactured they were, especially the radio hits. And so yeah, I mean the Os- the Osmonds kind of came after the Jackson Five ascended to power, I guess. And so they were kind of like the white Jackson Five. So oh yeah, all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, the I remember the brother and the sister had their own variety show. They kind of split off from the family. Yeah, they did. Donnie and Marie had their own jam. Yeah, they right. had, they remember they'd open on ice skates for some reason. Like that was the first part of their show was ice skating. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I Salt Lake them. City, it gets cold. I had to play there one. Well, we had Olympics there. Right, right, right. Years ago. And we played outside on top of an ice rink. It was incredibly cold. The people watching it, it was ridiculous. I think in the 20s. Oh, my fingers were like dowels. Yeah, I was laughing. I couldn't believe that we were doing it. Yeah. This. Yeah, how could you Steve stay in tune or play or anything? Yeah. Uh, okay. So you go out and, and um, singing with these guys. When, when do you make a band with uh, someone your own age? Like a real band? Like my, well, a I, fake band. I don't know. Just... You know what I mean? Yeah, what I feel like is my first band band to me. Um, I I was uh, I was working at an airport, and all I, I wanted to be in a band, but I was only meeting pilots, so I quit that job and started working in a record store. And then within a few weeks, I met my friend Bill Taft, and he and I started a band called the Jody Grind. And he was he was doing this variety night called Evening with the Garbage Man. 
like every Monday in Atlanta. And I kind of started showing up and sitting in with them. And then that sort of became the Jody grind. So that's my first. That was when I was 23 or something like that. 23. What about this song? This is your night. This is your night. 
结婚啊不认识，弄了房子上海人真是太扎实。啥地方人不叫俺拉上海市，啥地方地方古俺拉海巴子。
flat five. This is your night. We're going to learn about him in the next hour. Then uh, Petro, you just was talking about uh, her doing throughout. And then some music from China. I just got back from first time playing in China and visiting that land. And Bowie with a new day, PK-14, Future Mystery. And that's a band, I, the only one I knew ahead of the time. Then I met a lot of other ones, like uh, the Top Floor Circus with Shanghai, Bazi, Walking Dick from the Pumpkins. Got to play with them. Round Eye, Big Bam. That's got, got a lot of, uh, let's see, what's their word? Laowai Lao for Foreigner. Okay, but the, that is Gil and Chach. They helped put together the whole trip. And then Gil's older band, Goshen, with the China people. Meet the, meet the Saturday. And the Street Kill Strange Animals. Play with them in Beijing. Paranoid Dancer. And then, uh, yeah, out of Hamburg, Germany. A new band, Macrobat. With Tofu. Live. And finally, from Tokyo, Tenko. She's a lady who's just now singing. She gave. She used to be wild guitar. Then she gave it all up just for voice. And uh, in Horto Infinito. In the Infinite Garden. She supports her kids by making tofu. Oh, uh, yeah. Ain't that a trip? It's been the first hour, only hour really, of the April 3rd, 2017 Dishwap Pedro show because our two and three are already done on D Booth's birthday a couple of days ago. <laughs> We're in outer space, outer space. April 1st, 2017, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. I guess I could wake up on a TV show, making money selling women's soap. I guess I could wake up with a lot of dough. Selling children dope But I would rather wake up in your arms 
guess I could wake up on an old tin stove. Aunt Jemima looking down at me. I guess I could wake up in an almond grove. Fifty thousand nuts up in a tree.
Live from Pedro Show, we start the second hour off with Almond Grove by the Flat Five. Uh, David Gerard after that with Rendered by Sunrise. Everyone is Dirty with Melty Face. And finally, D.E.R. and Kaleidoscope is the tune. Uh, okay, you heard about your earlier journey in music and Jody Grind and all that. So tell me about the Flat Five. How did this prod start? Uh, Flat Five started because uh, Scott Legan in the band, he and I got, th- we got thrown together for a show where uh, my guitar player had to cancel kind of at the last minute. And uh, Scott's brother, Chris, and his wife, Heather McAdams, they put on these variety shows. And so I called Chris to cancel. And he was like, well, my brother Scott's right here. And let me put him on the phone and see if you guys can work something out. So Scott and I got thrown together and... Um, he came over to my house a couple days later and we practiced all these songs for about an hour and it, it we just clicked with harmonies when we first started playing and then uh then it was like a snowball kind of a couple years later we added my friend Nora O'Connor who I sang with in Andrew Bird's band and and we did a gospel cor- gospel trio and then we kind of added Casey McDonough Scott knew Casey McDonough, the bass player, and then we just added a drummer. Our first drummer was Gerald Dowd, and then we, uh, it was just for one show. That way, it was really just for, we, I do a lot of stuff for the heck of it, and it was just supposed to be for one show. So that's how we kind of snowballed into the Flat Five. And uh, some of these people in the Flat Five, can you let the listeners know where they're from? Sure. Um, Scott Legan, he's a, he's an amazing He's a freak. I say he's not even fit to deliver pizza. He just needs to do music. That's all he's good for. And he he plays everything. He's from Peoria, Illinois. And uh, then Nora O'Connor, she's from Chicago. And she, yeah, she sings. She's like a harmony ninja. She sings with everybody, Andrew Bird and Iron and Wine. And we, we together, we kind of sing with a bunch of different people. We call ourselves Lady Parts. And we know all the parts. And then Casey McDonough, he's from the south side of Chicago, too, and he's he's kind of the secret quiet wizard of the band. Everybody kind of focuses on Scott Legan because he's pretty dynamic on stage, but Casey Casey knows all. He knows all the notes. He knows everything about what's going on. And, and then um, our current drummer is Alex Hall, and he he has a, stu- a really cool studio here in Chicago called Reliable, and he play he's a, an amazing drummer but it's it's crazy all the everybody else in the band plays a lot of different things like instruments and they all can kind of switch around and i just play I, I sing and play tambourine so i'm the one that brings the snacks okay what about scott's brother that's uh scott's older brother chris legan he's the one who wrote all the songs on the record we really he's been he's been writing the, songs go ahead yeah his role, he's kind of like the, yeah, he provides the material. Now, when you started, it was you and his brother having to fill in the slot on an open mic thing, right? Yeah, it was a variety show, and it was all of these songs by uh, blood relation bands, like Everly Brothers and the Delmores and, and all these different things. So it was when I got off the phone with him, I told my roommate, at the time, I'm like, okay, this is either going to fly or it's going to, you know, crash, crash horribly because those tight harmonies, I know from singing harmony, sometimes it just doesn't work. It works on paper, it works with math, but it just doesn't fly. But when Scott and I met, 
it clicked. And then I already knew about his brother, Chris Legan, like I said, because... Yeah, when do you make the transition from doing the covers of Brothers and then actually right. getting involved with Brothers? I mean, and, he writes the songs, but he doesn't play in the band? He doesn't play in the band. We we frequently have him on the bill. He's amazing to see live. and With his own act. Yeah, his own thing. He's incredibly prolific, and he just puts out his stuff himself, just kind of homemade things. I first met him. He and his wife, Heather, had a record store in Chicago, and he used to sell his cassettes at the cash register, and I bought a lot of his cassettes. And, yeah, he's, Chris Legan, is, he's a, I'll have to send you some info on him. He's, he's pretty amazing. And in, in Chicago, he's kind of an underground legend. Like, if you're around Chicago, you, you know who he is. His songs are, are they're just unique. It's he, his he own. He wrote name. this song we're going to play, uh, She's Only Five? Yes, and it has lyrics, but we just we just did it kind of instrumentally because right, right. the melody is so beautiful. Okay, let's listen. Okay.
Watt from Pedro's show, we heard Flat Five doing the instrumental version of She's Only Five. But do you guys do the version with the words? No, we don't. And we haven't done She's Only Five live ever. We kind of we kind of keep that as like the little secret off the record. Scott has all these ideas that he's he's uh, strong about. And he was he said, we should just we should not do one live and people get the record. And so, no, we haven't ever done it live. Chris Legan does it live sometimes with the words. Okay, and I guess that's his right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a story about this little kid, I think, that lived next door to them, and she used to like for him to swing him on the swing set, so that's what the words are about. Oh, okay. It's about a nice friendship. Okay, uh, I'm into that. Uh, we had Flying Hair, they, they got a brand new album, and Tantrum, and uh, Drenge with We Can Do What We Want. Mute Point with Binoculars, Frenzy from Erotic Billion and His Heretics, uh, Drummer Man for Sonia uh, de Marinaio, Andrea Belfi. Here's a couple of projects of his. Adrift, that's two different words, but Swifter, and then BBS with Butcher Note. Not Butcher's Note, but Butcher Note. Uh, yeah, I got to play last night with um, Graham Lewis, a wire. And uh, the young guy, they got to take Bruce's place, Matt. And they, uh, Graham Lewis asked me to find a drummer, so I got Bob Lee from the Black Gang. And um, it was called Fitted. Two basses drummer and a guitar and uh, they had a bunch of pedals both uh, the guitar and the bass Graham Lewis and they let him down uh, one little patch cable something gets came out of the crowd to help but he's a big hero of mine you know Wire had a huge influence uh, on Minuteman and uh, it's D Boone's birthday today and so I was kind of thinking of that. Uh, flat five, big influences. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, obviously, Chris Legan. And we love uh, we love Captain Beefheart. We love Sun Ra. We love the free design. He lived in Chicago for a while. The, right, right, right. Definitely. There's a lot of kick-ass Sun Ra stuff that happened in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, they found some stuff of his, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, going back to when he was a boy, he was composing. So really from... Sonny Blount from Birmingham. Which, right, uh, right, Birmingham. I was going to save that for hour three, but fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Birmingham twice. I'm yeah, sure yeah I know, but you got the tune. So, you know, uh, in a perfect world, I could have made a sugui, you know? Yeah, Sugui-o, right, yeah. That stuff. I, blew the, I blew the sugui, for sure. <laughs> Uh, other influences? I mean, you know, I know you won't don't want to speak for the band, but you know these people. Sure, sure. Um, we we like all the kinds of um, those like songs that sound 
pink but are kind of black on the like how oh, that doesn't make sense like these songs sound like bubblegum or cotton candy but the arrangements are very intense and complicated and hard and it's a, i like we like to be challenged like that so that's why i mentioned the free design is kind of like that i don't know if you know their stuff the um the dedrick family you're, you're dealing and, with duality yeah, yeah. I, we like songs like that that sound shiny but are kind of dark on the inside. Yeah. So we like we like that. And um, uh, Fifth Dimension, Spanky and Our Gang. I'm a big fan of this jazz uh, player, Bob DeRoe, and he, he did a lot of vocal arrangements that were really cool for Spanky and Our Gang in the 60s. And he worked with a lyricist who I really love called Fran Landisman. She was an amazing jazz lyricist in the 50s and 60s. And and Bob and Bob DeRoe and Fran Landisman worked together a lot with her lyrics and his music and his arrangements. So, so we we like that. Can I and throw a name out there? I wish you would. Ema Suman. Oh sure. I got to see her. But Raymond took me to see her like four or five times. Really? How One was time it? she blew the PA up at the Roosevelt <laughs> Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. No, I, I play in a band with Nico Case, uh, singer Nico Case, and we both we adore Ema Sumac. So, wow. Okay, those ten inches from the fifties. Sure, sure. Super like, uh, crazy, and their whole like the Inca princess, Inca princess. Mm-hmm. Correct. Huge Inca range. Uh, I, I was just wondering because you seem adventurous like that, and you did see Captain Beefheart. So I, I was thinking, ah, oh, Ema Sumac, maybe. Completely. No, I, we always, we'll, we'll take a dare. We'll take a musical dare. We, that's one thing we like when we are. Where's that go from? She's Canadian? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, her, so she flipped her name backwards, right? It used to be Amy Camus and then she wanted to be Ema Sumac. I like when somebody wakes up one day. I heard that was a total joke though. She actually was Inca lady. She, she really was. Yeah. Yeah. And her Moshe, her husband who made all the music. That, that was it was legitimate, and just other people made up this thing. To, uh, I like it, yeah, a good myth. A, a myth good is myth. good. We're at the end of uh, April first, two thousand seventeen edition of Pedro Show. Actually, it's the second hour of the March twenty eighth. <laughs> Hold tight for hour three. April first, two thousand seventeen. It's the third hour of the March twenty eighth. <laughs> What from Pedro's show?
Rock for Pedro Show. Uh, we started the third hour off with uh, what was supposed to be my son Rob Sugui. But you know what? You brought in Chi Town, and that's why. Sure. Yeah, so it wasn't me totally fucking up, and you just got, you know, reality on the dealio. And uh, <laughs> you kind of manhandled or sister handled in that way. And uh, But there's a connection, people. Kelly Hogan, sure. Birmingham. Sonny Blount, Sun Ra, Chicago, Flat Five. It's kind of a, a, a little crux there. Yeah, I mean, Nexus, the, the Nexus long, that's the word. Yeah, Nexus, yeah. The longer okay. you stay alive, everything's going to touch everything else. That's what I'm finding out. Okay, so. Kevin Bacon. He's out there right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, remember right. I told you about that band we played with? Uh, Uncle Bob Touched Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of sounds... awkward name. Sounds, yeah, it sounds kind of icky. <laughs> and we played a whole bunch of stuff from Spain, a label called Love Monk. You know about this label? It's great. I don't, uh, but Ted I love Capo some... with Fat Dog Mendoza, uh, Gecko Turner, not Necco Case. Right. Oi, Muchacha. Uh, Gin, Ginferno <laughs> with Sahara <laughs> Billy. Uh, Pajaro Sunrise. With the tune Il Sorpasso. Il Sorpasso, so maybe Italiano, huh? Yeah. Not L, Il. Right, right, okay, yeah. Like Il Duce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, uh, Pyramid Blue with Julius Coleman Habas. Great, great label, Love Monk. Kind of, there's been that. a thing in Spain always about garage for some reason, but they, they are starting to get in the groove and stuff and experimental. Interesting about their music scene. I'm, there's a bands like uh, Familia Miranda. Uh, people pushing. I had the Blood Quartet on. That has one of the dudes from uh, Mars. God, he's in his seventies now. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's... I know. I like. We always talking to Graham Lewis. You know, the young man. Bruce. Bruce is seventy-one. That's that's some goals. I love. You know, that. Yeah, like me and. Uh, guess five months now, I'm 60. I mean, you don't think about these things. I think maybe if you did too much, you might get scared and not do anything. <laughs> That's, yeah, I try to So what about, what about plans for Flat Five? It's well, we mainly doing, doing, right? You told me you were doing only one gig a year for a while. We were when we started, uh, kind of just because the first gig was a fluke, and sure. we just did it for fun, and then... I think it, we did it around the holidays in December, and then December rolled around again, and we were like, let's do another show. And so for maybe the first first four or five years or so, because this was 12, 12 years ago, when we did just one show a year, just kind of for fun, and also because all of us were playing, and you know, we're always on the road with a bunch of other bands. Oh, there's so a bunch of scratch in there. Yeah, schedule-wise. Schedule so, And then we... Then we just we loved it so much we made a commitment to play quarterly, you know, spring, summer, fall, and winter. So four did, times a year. Yeah, we did. We did four shows, and people were asking us about making a record, but we weren't quite sure what we would do. Because talking Robin Nan and uh, Bloodshot. Um, not necessarily them. Mostly people that came to our shows, which Robin definitely Robin Nan would come to our shows sometimes. But we kind of did. We did our record all by ourselves. Yeah. We, we just we once we we decided we had already covered uh, Scott Legan's brother Chris Legan. We had covered his a so- uh, bunch of his songs in our sets, and then we decided let's make a record of all Chris Legan songs. 
one, because they kick ass, and two, because we just want more people to know about and hear his songs. So we wave his freak flag like a yeah, big drill team flag. Yeah, there's a bunch of scratching. Uh, Kelly, I think your hand is on the mic or some shit. Oh, okay. That's weird. I hear a bunch oh. of scratching. Yeah. Okay. I'm ho- <laughs> okay, right, so I'm- you dig his song. Yeah, he's, he's the prime motivator of this project. Without yeah. being an uh, active participant. It's kind of like Tony, you know, Chip and Tony, the Dill guys. They've always played together. Now this new Ford Maddox Ford, Tony just writes songs. He doesn't perform with the band. Yeah, this is the closest two. parallel I know. To, now, what about another record? We actually we've already started working on a second record, and we just after I guess a couple weeks ago, we're like, let's make another record and let's do it all of Chris Legan's songs again because like he's so prolific and we like his songs and it seems to work like. Yeah, like he's not in the band, but he is in the band. Like we're the body, and he's he's inside, and we're moving him around from place to place. So. Charlie McCarthy, maybe he's got the yeah. little hand. <laughs> you know, but if Georgie ever kick, caught somebody picking their ass, he'd go ham puppet. <laughs> some real, some torch yeah. You know, uh, we we're gonna play this song. Uh, this is one of these ironic dual dual duality danglers, right? Uh, I could fall in love with you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh it's a Chris Legan songs have a pretty good sense of humor, kind of a black sense of humor. Well, let's hear it. As long as you don't wear yellow, as long as you don't wear blue, as long as you don't wear orange, I could fall in love with you. As long as you don't wear silver, as long as you
risked the city All of the steel The agency called They want my prince The frozen luster The hidden games The finger pocket The king is talking Behind the golden doors He gets the air It's ugly loud Middle of the air Voices here Behind the golden doors The electric currents Name the brains That swim them all But need more time Behind the golden doors Behind the golden doors Behind the golden doors
is when you say goodbye. When you say goodbye. Life without you. Each day is rough. Every night I ask myself, did I? I do well enough. I showed you the door. I never thought you'd call my bluff. Every night is a little more tough. When you said you'd love me, baby, that was just a lie. The only time you told me the truth was when you said goodbye. The only time you told me the truth was when you said goodbye. The only time you told the truth was when you said goodbye. The only time you told the truth was when you said goodbye. Goodbye. Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. It's Kelly Hogan, our guest. I could fall in love with you, the Flat Five. Exterminators after that. First and last, as Don Bowles with Chris Kirkwood. Meat Pups, I get to go do some gigs with them. I'll be in your Chicago town in May. Oh, maybe I'll be here. <clears throat> I think it's Lincoln. Uh, it's the Shuba's people. Oh, yeah, Lincoln Hall. Yeah. Okay. I heard it's bad sound, though. You know, I haven't been there, but I've heard I've heard that the time on stage is not so fulfilling, but people that go see shows there seem to like it. Shubas yeah, is really neat to play. I love Shubas. Yeah. Yeah. You should uh, play at the hideout. Have you ever played you know, at the hideout? I'm, I'm, I'm opening up. It's me okay. puppets, you know, so. I played with me the, uh, what I'm, I'm not the rudder man. I'm more the keel. <laughs> All right. Okay. Duly noted. I'll come see that show. And then more than the Kirkwood brothers, Elmo's on board. So it's father and son. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I uh, played Doug Sound's uh, son on drums. Um, what's his name? Shannon. Doug Sound's son. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was in the band when I played with him in Columbia, Missouri. That was really amazing. I'm going to get to play there this tour. I haven't been there in a while, Columbia. Oh yeah, I love that place. The Blue Note, Golden I guess. Doors by Go- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go way that back. That big theater. Mm-hmm. No, before that, it was on the Ring Road. Oh, yeah. I only know Blue Note. No, the, the, uh, what was his name? Uh, King Don uh, Rick King or <coughs> a boss of that place? I can't remember. But before oh. it was in that theater downtown, it was on the Ring Road. Oh, okay. I played there's a Minuteman. Uh, uh, I wore a Halloween mask I found on Halloween that was too small. My face crammed into this little, had a big M on the forehead. So we uh, uh, christened it Methamphetamine Man. <laughs> Meth Man. Fucked up. Okay. It was fucked up. Uh, I couldn't breathe my face. But I, I, I love Halloween so much I, I put up with it the whole gig. It's the only day all year we admit we're wearing costumes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> guy by Voices, Golden Doors, from the 100th album. Bob Pollard. It's not another, it's one thing by Conformity Contortion. LHS, that's Chacho. He about bring me to China last week. Faulty Bridge, I think Greg Ginn might be guesting guitar on there. Ardo, after that, that's Bruno from uh, Bologna who recorded the second El Sonio de Mayanayo album. 
a soft disease that new bannies in. Grandpa Ghost, Joe Carducci's a longtime Chicago guy in his younger days. Their new double album, uh, song Our Reflections, Layman with Succulents, La Pop Apocalyptic by Seb and the Roddicks out of Lyon, France, and finally Ted Kane with The Truth, Part 2. So, uh, off the air, we were talking about the, the next Flat 5 album. It's being done, it's underway as we speak, and it's not going to take two years like the first album had to because people were predisposed. We we hope not. We hope not. And now our our drummer owns the studio where we record now. He bought it from uh, the other fella. So it's a little easier. We can kind of, if we need to come in at 3 in the morning or, you know, 10 in the morning and just do it whenever we can. But we're going to try. We're going to try to make it faster. Cause no pressure from what? Because like Orson Welles said in one of his last incredible performances for, I think it was the Mossad Brothers, you know, screw on top, two buck chuck. No wine before it's time. <laughs> Notice the pregnant pause there. Well, look, if somebody young was getting in this racket, what would the, the advice you would give them? Uh, I always like to say, uh, I don't know, stay afraid. Kind of, I like, which means kind of, I do things that, ch- I try to do things that challenge me that I don't think I know how to do. Like, I'm always learning things i like i always tell people you got to say yes to a lot of stuff even if you think it it might suck or you don't know how to do it or you might suck but and then you'll learn and yeah it might there's some sucking out there but then you learn from that but find out where the wall is by pushing against it yeah 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 i mean my friend bill from jody grind he was my favorite guitar player and then one day he put down the guitar picked up a cornet and i asked him you know bill how come you don't play guitar anymore? And he, he always talked really slow. He still does. He's like, well, I know how to do that. So he just wanted to pick up something. That's great, 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 great advice. I love that. And, and yeah, he's like, well, Kelly Hogan, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and bearing with my lame ass and helping me get it together so we could deliver this. We had, we had some time travel. I enjoyed it very much. Okay. Thanks for having me on your show. April 1st, Deep Boons B-Day, 2007. Edition, lot for Pedro show actually last two hours of March 28 one. People, keep your powder dry.